Hello and welcome to another podcast here in the Rams Den. And today my special guest is me. Yeah, this is my first solo podcast. And uh, I just saw a lot of stuff going on with Elon Musk and Twitter. And I thought, I've got some stuff to say about that. And I, I just thought, you know what, rather than trying to rush out there to find a guest who's available to talk right now, I thought I'll just record one myself for once and uh, put my thoughts out there about this whole thing and talk about specifically what has happened with Elon Musk and Twitter, what this means, the good, the bad, and the most important thing that I think most of my viewers are going to want to hear is what this actually means for vegans, because Elon Musk buying Twitter has direct uh, direct impact on what we do as vegans, actually, and and especially, obviously, on social media. So this is super important. So um, yeah, let's dig right into this. So Elon Musk has officially now officially bought Twitter, which means it's no longer being negotiated. It's no longer, you know, being debated, being discussed, and all these financial problems they went through and all this. This No, it's done now. Like, he owns it. That is done. To the point where he's already responding to people on Twitter saying he's going to look into their accounts, i.e. people who have been getting shadow banned, people who have been getting tweets removed, people who've been getting in trouble with Twitter. Uh, he's responding to them on Twitter saying, I'm looking into this right now. Like, he's at the helm. He has the reins. He's in control of the Twitter platform, which it's it's a huge, huge thing because Twitter has literally millions and millions and millions of people on it. And it's been going through a lot of crap over the past couple of years. So let's get into why people are excited about this. And let's get, we'll get into the pros, the cons, and, and obviously what it means for vegans as well. So what this, what this means is the, the bit of history first. Twitter has been going through a lot of turmoil, especially with certain topics like I don't even want this video to get in trouble on YouTube. So let's just say the thing that we were all told to get, the thing that has been being, you know, pushed for a very long time by all, all different governments around the world. You know what I'm talking about? So, for example, if you made a tweet criticizing that or even not even criticizing, just just questioning it, just questioning whether it's a good idea or not. People will get in their accounts like deleted, suspended, um, tweets deleted. Loads of different stuff like that and shadow banned, which basically that's what happens when you get shadow banned is nobody can see your tweets or less people can see your tweets. So that was happening. There was there's other stuff, for example, with like the trans debate, anyone that shares an opinion that is deemed to not be the right opinion or, or there's been, they've been getting the same treatment um, for simply questioning narratives or even some scientists and doctors and people who are qualified to actually speak on this have also been getting silenced for speaking on both of these topics. Um, what else has there been? And there's been, oh yeah, alternative drugs, for example, alternative drugs to, to treat the thing, for example, uh, they have been getting silenced and shut down for speaking about that. Again, people, some people, some of them are qualified to talk on it, but they were getting shut down as well. They're just a couple of examples. Obviously there's a lot more, but the point is Twitter has been shutting down or the Twitter employees have been shutting down people, not based on them being like harmful or, you know, what does that even mean? Or based on them actually breaking terms and conditions. They've been silencing people and restricting people based on their personal politics, which has been, been allowed to happen for a very long time. And that the reason that these people have been able to do this is because they're working in a 
big tech company. And, and if you didn't know this, big tech is very, very politically one way. So um, they tend to be voting one way and there tends to be some pretty strict let's say rules about what you should believe if you're going to work for one of these companies so it's 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 why this has been allowed to go on for so long and it has been going on for so long people getting restricted for all sorts of things um what elon musk has been preaching since day one of trying to take over twitter and even before twitter love him or hate him he's been preaching and talking about how this should be free speech and and people shouldn't be getting restricted or censored based on a political difference of of opinion right and an organ and a lot of people like elon have the same opinion and i'm included that an organization like twitter which has such a big social responsibility like it is a communications platform right that's what social media is it's a way that we communicate now twitter is one of the biggest on the planet as is facebook as is instagram as is youtube so they have a social responsibility even though they're private companies, they have a responsibility to, to not restrict people based on their own personal opinions, the people that are in these companies, right? It's, it's, you can't, you shouldn't be able to, or, or, or you shouldn't do it. You shouldn't shut people down because you don't agree with them. You shouldn't kick people off of a platform that is almost a public service at this point because of a difference of opinion. Um, the, when you get to the size of Twitter, you have a responsibility to act in a certain way. Even though it's a private company, technically it can do what it wants. There is a level of responsibility that comes with that amount of power and they have not been held accountable at all to this. Now, on the on the other side, well, there was, there was, some, there was some attempts to hold Twitter accountable, actually. The, the old CEO, um, Jack Dorsey is his name, I think his name was, he was uh, questioned about these things, I believe, in front of a, a panel that was looking into this, as, as was um, Zuckerberg as well. They've both been questioned about how they, the decisions they make on things like fact checkers and, you know, the policies they have and who gets deleted, who gets removed and who doesn't. And basically the, the, the takeaway messages from, from those hearings were that they operate based on the opinions their opinions or the people that work in those teams, it's their opinions that depict whether somebody decide whether somebody gets kicked off the platform or not. Uh, they actually didn't have good answers to all of this. So, but nothing changed as far as I could see, you know. So there's a bit of history and that's why this is such a big in the media thing because obviously Elon Musk is coming in to say he's going to save the day. That's what he's trying to say. He's bought it and already... People are trying and testing out Twitter with lots of different tweets that would previously have had them kicked off the platform and uh, they're not getting kicked off the platform. So he's already brought that into effect. Now, the pros of this are that obviously now it's a, it's actually a, Twitter's becoming a platform where people can actually say and have disagreements with mainstream narratives and disagreements with the current thing that is being pushed and um, they can speak more freely. And of course the, it's up to, it's up to the people on the platform as to whether or not that person should be challenged or debated or 
uh, debunked or whatever, as opposed to Twitter making that decision for everybody and just deleting them or deleting the tweet or deleting their entire uh, channel or entire account. So that's a good pro. Um, yeah, I think I think that's the main number one pro. I can't really think of any other kind of big advantages of this. I suppose another big advantage is, is that instead of it being kind of like a general team of thousands that is responsible for these decisions, like in the public, there was no one, no singular person that you could hold accountable. Now, Elon Musk is the person that needs to be held accountable if he, if something, you know, is going bad on the account on Twitter or if something happens, which a, because he's such a big public figure and he's made such a big, big deal about all this. I think that's a good thing. Now let's move on to the cons though, because there are some pretty big cons about this that I've been thinking about. So Elon is a billionaire, multi-billionaire, one of the richest people on the planet. It sets a bit of a dangerous precedent that the richest people on the planet can just buy out an entire social media platform like that. And with that amount of money, he can practically do what he wants. And there are a couple of people like him who are in that position. And it's most likely that these some of these people already own other social media platforms and mainstream media, they do own mainstream media and they pull the strings behind the scenes to get what the things that they want put out there. So it's kind of dangerous because you have to trust that somebody like Elon Musk will operate fairly and operate without putting his own political leanings onto platforms. Now, like obviously, if if he stands by his word and allows freedom of speech and doesn't restrict or shadow ban or push certain narratives and hold other narratives back, then that's good. But if he doesn't do that, if if he, if he we would just be basically if if he is putting his own personal interests into the platform and having those things, you know, the things he likes do do well and the things he doesn't like do bad, then we've just swapped out one for the other, haven't we? We've just swapped out a team of Twitter, a Twitter team who was pushing all of their narratives for Elon, who pushes all of his narratives. So the con is, is like, yeah, are we just swapping one for the other? Is this just, is this, is the idea that they're any different just a smokescreen? As, um, as my good friend Johnny said recently, um, Johnny Hoddle on Twitter, go check him out. Is this, he believes it's a smokescreen, actually. He says it's all the same actually. Um, it's just something to distract us and it's just something to make us feel like there's something good happening and progress, but actually it's just swapping one out for the other. Is that true? Could be. The other con is that already, as I said, there are quite a few people who are posting things now, posting tweets, and they're doing it just for the sake of being provocative because now they know they can. Like I get it. It's a novelty and you couldn't do it before, but is this going to continue? Is 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 Elon Musk just given the trolls of the world just a free pass to go absolutely crazy on Twitter and just post things that have got no intention of actually helping or no intention of, of anything but to troll? Is that what he's just enabled? Do we just are we just going to have loads of conservative trolls, uh, you know, political commentators just trolling? the, you know, progressives now, is that all it's going to be? Are we going to have a load of like horrible people? Like, you know, all the isms, all the ists, are they just going to be able to spew all of the 
you know, nasty rhetoric on Twitter now. And now they're going to amp it up even more because Elon's now in control and he believes in, you know, free speech. Or what's going to happen? Are they going to put in some terms and conditions that that that, that will not allow that? Like, I, I really don't know what to expect, to be honest. So it, it seems like it's a good thing that he's he's gone in there and started to undo a lot of the damage that these idiots that have been in control of it have been doing, you know, putting in for so long, so much, so much unfair bias, but it, it's going to come with a cost to the platform, surely, or maybe it won't. That's what we have to figure out, I suppose. So there are some cons there. And what I've, I've been finding quite funny is uh, already, I've seen both sides of the coin so far, actually, the people who are celebrating, people who are like really upset. And uh, it's quite funny that the, the people who are upset these are some of the worst offenders. These are the people who tend to be upset, the big accounts who are, who are upset. They're the ones that have been getting propped up by Twitter for so long because they've been towing the line. They've been saying all the things that they're, you know, just just the, all the mainstream beliefs, everything that you're supposed to believe according to the progressive um, ideals, the progressive Bible, let's say. Um, I don't even call it progressive Bible. I'd call it the kind of woke ideologue Bible. Um these guys are really upset and they're saying, oh, you know, I'm going to leave Twitter. I'm going to leave Twitter. And a couple of them sometime back have been saying like, oh, if Elon takes over, I'll leave Twitter. And um, they're all still there, of course. It's just these idle threats. And it's all it's it's all just a game of of attention, isn't it? Like they just want to get the attention, get the clicks, get the, get the uh, you know, get people riled up. And then the same is happening on the other side of all of this too. Everybody who's celebrating Elon coming in, they tend to be of another political leaning. They tend to be the opposite. They're they're more like the right wingers, the conservatives, or even the a lot of centrists uh, as well. I've seen, and they're they're going up. As I said, they're going absolutely crazy, posting um, all the things they've been too scared to post for fear, you know, for fear of getting cancelled off the platform. Now they're posting all that stuff and celebrating Elon. There's been a couple of good memes as well that I've seen uh, of like they took the a, a, an image of Thanos, you know, when he does the click in the Avengers uh, Infinity War, and then everybody turns to dust. And and so it's a one click, click one photo of Thanos with clicking the fingers, and they've replaced his head with uh, Elon's. And then in the bottom, instead of the uh, the uh, Marvel, you know, Avengers fading away and all those characters, it's just loads of like um, Twitter employees, basically, because. Uh, he's going to fire a lot of them, which is another con, actually. That was, well, it's a pro and a con. So he said he was going to fire 75% of the employees at Twitter. He's not, he's walked that back, by the way. He's, he's not going to fire 75% anymore. At least he said he won't uh, because it would leave the company most likely not able to run. But he has already fired like four of the top executives there. One of which is the woman who was mostly responsible, I believe, or like she made the decision to ban Trump off the platform, that which is interesting, and he's fired her, which suggests potentially it could be a coincidence, or it could be uh, that, he, that he intends to bring Trump back on the platform. So that was it. That's interesting, huh? And that's it. Uh, that, that, uh, yeah, these people getting fired is a pro and a con. I think it's a pro because you need to take out the offenders, the ones who've been savaging this platform for so long and making it this political, complete political platform, um, politically one-way platform where only one side kind of opinion is allowed. So that's good that these people are out because th the more 
neutral ground these social media platforms become, the better it is for everyone, I truly believe. And we're gonna get we'll get to why it's better for vegans very soon, don't worry. And um the con is that yeah, people lose their jobs. But these are these are top level execs and also the people that he would be firing that aren't top level execs, they're not they're not poor people, right? Poor people don't work at Twitter. Yeah, trust me. The people who are working there, they probably came from rich families who went to really good universities. They, they've they've most likely been funded by their parents the whole time. These the kind of people that work for Twitter are not the kind of people you should feel that sorry for, to be honest with you. And maybe it sounds like I'm being judgmental and mean. I'm not. There's nothing wrong with being born into money. I'm just saying don't don't cry too many tears. Don't shed too many tears for these guys. They're gonna be just fine. Yeah, they've got They've got money in the bank. Yeah, they're going to be absolutely fine. So yeah, oh, but it's never nice getting fired either way. I've been there. I don't. I didn't like getting fired. My point is, they're going to be all right. I wouldn't worry too much about it. And then Trump coming back. Right. So how about that? That's a a pro and a con as well. The pro is that, I mean, well, it depends on what you believe. The pro would be whatever. The pro would be that if if you want to take down someone's messaging you allow them to speak and then you debunk what they're saying, right? You, you openly challenge them. I think that is the most, that's a really the, the best way of dealing with someone's BS. If you silence them at times, you just make them louder. Uh, you martyr them. And I think this is what happened with Trump. Like he was saying silly stuff on Twitter. That's true. But removing him from Twitter just martyred him. Same as Andrew Tate. Since Andrew Tate got kicked off all social media, he has been doing the rounds on other people's podcasts and he has reached probably like the same or, or more people than he would have reached if he stayed on social media. I mean, he's been on some of the biggest podcasts and biggest shows that are, exist since he got kicked off social media. Would he have gotten those opportunities without getting kicked off? No, no. He's only getting these, these opportunities because he got kicked off. So silencing people and removing them from, from social media is is not always if you want to shut them up if you want to actually stop the spread of what they're saying that's not the smartest way to do it like this this kind of stuff can help actually so uh yeah even though they weren't doing it to help it, what my point is it doesn't make sense to, to if that's what your aim is if your aim is like i don't agree with that person kicking them off you should never have had the option to kick them off anyway just because you don't like them or whatever but even if you don't like them, like for example, if you're listening to this or watching this and you're like, I don't want Trump's rhetoric going any further. Well, the thing is kicking them off social media often gives them more of a status and makes people want to see the more of them. So that's, that's something. So, um, and obviously the cons of bringing someone like Trump back on is that, yeah, he, he gets on there and he starts saying the same silly shit as he did before. And you know, that that's, that's there. It's, it's just kind of like, it is what it is. Right. I mean, that is a big con the same as with, um, with Andrew Tate. Some of the things that these guys say is bad and should bad things be allowed to be said on these platforms? I think, yeah, they probably should be allowed to be said. And then those of us who have a problem with it, if we, so if we want to, we can go on there and challenge them. Can't we? So yeah, lots of change. I wonder if Trump will come back or Andrew Tate. He'll most likely bring Andrew Tate back first, I think, potentially. I think Trump will be a big controversial move that he might wait a little bit for. But yeah, it's 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 interesting. And of course, I mean, 
I know some people are going to be listening to me and think that's pretty crazy, but hey, listen, the decision on who gets removed or not from platforms is if it's in the hands of somebody's personal opinion, what's to stop them removing you from the platform for, for something you've said? Nothing, right? So it's got to be, we've, we've got to think about this in a wider scale. Not only you look at someone you don't like and you're like, haha, I'm happy they got removed. Well, that person who removed them based on, because they agreed with you, or what happens if they disagree with something you say and remove you? Are you happy with that too? Because you can't have it both ways. You can't have your cake and eat it, right? I think that's the, I don't know if that makes sense in this context, but you either, you're either happy to have someone remove people based on the difference of political opinion and based on nothing else, which includes you. If you get kicked off, you can't complain. Or you stand and say, no, people should not be removed from these platforms based on differences of political opinion or based on something I don't like. You can't have, you can't have it like where you say, I'm happy Trump got removed, but if you remove me, that's unfair. Uh, you know, that's not how it works. Uh, I, I don't think you've got to apply this kind of stuff consistently. So what does this mean for vegans then? Elon Musk taking over Twitter. What does it mean for vegans? Well, as you might have already gathered, it means that if he is doing what he claims and says he's going to do, i.e. free speech, people can now operate on here as long as they don't break terms and conditions, which should be very simple stuff, I think. Well, we'll see actually, won't we? But anyway, there'll be, if, if there will be no like political uh, leanings or whatever to, to what you can and can't say, like no political decisions get made, like, oh, I don't like what you said, so you're removed. If this can't happen under Musk, if it's, if it's clear T's and C's, and that's what they're going to stick to, then that's a very, very good thing for vegans. Because under the previous operations of Twitter, lots of vegan stuff did get removed, I'm sure. And activists were shadow banned for calling things out, talking about things that are just factually true because of the, you know, their industry ties, right? There's Animal Ag is huge and has a lot of money and it has lobbyists and people that are, and you know, you can, they can post about their farms and they can post the post about their animals. But if we post the truth uh, about what happens in a slaughterhouse, or we show an image of, of what really a farm looks like, or what really happens in a slaughterhouse, we can get, we often get removed, but hunters and farmers can post whatever they want. So under an actual honest Musk, like if he's honest to his word, that shouldn't happen anymore. Vegans and the things we post, the factually correct things we post, the images, the videos we post that show just objective truths, objective uh, images and videos that are taken from animal agriculture, from slaughterhouses, from farms that show, you know, graphic things that are difficult to watch, but that are not edited to be any worse. These are just standard practice things. These things should stay up on Twitter and they should not be shadow banned and they should not be limited anymore because it's, it, it's that, that is, you know, the truth of it. There shouldn't be any kind of personal opinions coming into this. Like, I don't know what the terms and conditions are going to be, like I've said, but, but according to Musk's plan for the platform, like a hunter should not be allowed to post a, a hunting photo of a dead animal if we can't also post what a, a dead animal from 
a farm slaughterhouse and what happens in animal agriculture, like it should be like that across the board under an honest Musk controlled Twitter. So that's a good thing, I think. It will make it harder for Twitter as a platform to limit shadow ban or completely ban or cancel vegans off the platform and animal rights activists. It'll make it so that shouldn't happen. Whereas before, it was it was always a risk that it could happen. Now, I know Twitter was never as bad as TikTok. This is true. I don't believe it was ever as bad as TikTok. But, I mean, I've had comments removed. I've had tweets removed for calling people out, for saying that somebody abuses animals, stuff like that. I've had, I've had tweets removed for saying the truth. And you'd hope now that this wouldn't happen anymore. That's the hope. That is a big, big important message to take away for vegans for here and for basically anyone who is trying to speak out about something that is a unpopular and b involves graphic imagery or the description of graphic imagery on social media vegans animal rights activists it's exactly what we do on a daily basis we constantly constantly get censored constantly get shadow banned constantly get accounts removed so yeah if that's if that's who you are this is very, very good news. This is this version of Twitter should be better than the other one. Unless you subscribe to someone like Johnny Hoddle's opinion, which is that it'll all be the same. But I find that hard to believe. I find it hard to believe that it would all be the same under, under Musk because he's made so many promises that you really think he's just going to go back on everything he said. I find that hard to believe that he would just come in and nothing would change. Things have already changed. People are already getting away with tweets that they never would have gotten away with before. There are loads of examples. Just go on there and look at, have a look. People are testing it and, and nothing's happening. He's already looking in at unbanning, unbanning people. He's already looking at taking away shadow bans. So it already is changing. So I think it's a big, it is a big change that's in, coming into place. And I think as vegans, we really need to look to take advantage of this because if you if, look, if you're not already on Twitter, open a Twitter account now. I think Twitter could be possibly the new place for animal rights activism online because of this lack of censorship, right? It could be the new place where we can share graphic content, powerful messages with less over-the-top control from like a censor you know, sensory board up, sensory is the wrong word, <laughs> from a board of sensors, from sens from a censorship team. I think it could possibly be better than other platforms. So maybe we should get over there and give it a go. I think it's worth getting in now while it's all kicking off, while it's all going forward, you know, get in early, open a Twitter account and get over there and give it a go. And what this means for, a, for you know, this, this is big, this is a big move not just for Twitter, but for all the other platforms too, because if if Elon's version of Twitter goes ahead and goes well and more people use it and people are happy and it's working and, and you know, then any proves that, that it can be done, like a big platform like Twitter can be done with real free speech without censoring differences of political opinion, without censoring people who challenge the narrative, without censoring activists like vegans um, you know, who call out uncomfortable truths without censoring other types of activists calling out other uncomfortable truths. If it works, it puts pressure on the other platforms to follow suit. And potentially they'll have to compete. Yeah, if Twitter ends up blowing up and, and getting better and making loads more money from ads and 
just being more successful, then Facebook's going to have to take a look at their policies. YouTube's going to have to take a look at their policies. Potentially, I don't know about TikTok. I don't know. I don't think they really care, to be honest with you. I think TikTok's just like, uh, aside from all this, I think um, they've got different aims. But I think YouTube would also need to take a look at this because YouTube's done a lot of restricting, a lot of banning, a lot of shadow banning of accounts that point out, you know, demonetization and stuff like that, that of these types of accounts doing this kind of work. They're all going to have to sit up and pay attention if Twitter goes ahead and works. So it's an interesting and exciting time. So get on Twitter, open an account, start tweeting, posting videos, posting um, spicy takes, <laughs> calling calling out any any you know famous animal abusers. That's that's a good thing you could do on TikTok because there are almost you know lots of famous people are on TikTok, celebrities and stuff like that. So you know you could tag them and and encourage them to to eat plant-based, encourage them to go vegan. You can post memes on there. Let's get on there and give it a go. I think it's a good shout to give it a go right now. And yeah, I mean, I think that's all I've got to say on the topic. It's been an interesting little 30-minute conversation with myself. <laughs> I hope you've enjoyed it. And I'll do more of these two, these solo podcasts, because I've got a lot to say. And sometimes it's good just to <laughs> sit and say it. I will do one potentially about my story at some point as well. Just kind of where I came from to where I am now. Vegan story, growing up story. I think that's quite an interesting one. Um, I would say it's interesting. It's my life, but I think it could be interesting for you guys as well. Um, potentially. So we'll see about that. That will be an upcoming one. And let me know any other things you'd like me to sit here and have a talk to myself about. I've got lots of opinions on lots of topics, and maybe there's something that you have that I've not thought of, like a topic that you pop up there and, and you're like, hey, do you have opinions on this? And I'd be like, oh, actually, I do have opinions on that. Maybe I should do a podcast on it. I'd appreciate your feedback. Thanks so much for watching or listening if you're on Spotify. And by the way, this podcast and all podcasts, my podcasts are available on Spotify and iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever. They're on podcast platforms, right? So go and look for The Ramsden. You can find me there. Thanks again for watching slash listening. I'll catch you in the next one.